Hey there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know directly from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 19 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you will find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take on the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So I have a question for you. Have you thought about having an event planner help you plan your wedding day? If so, this is the podcast episode for you. Today, I have Casey Stamoli, who is the owner and lead planner of Casey & Co. Wedding and Events. She is going to talk with you about the difference with an event coordinator versus an event planner. She's also going to talk about what the difference is with having an event planner help you plan your entire day and weekend versus having them there just to help you with the day of and on your actual wedding day, helping you make sure that everything runs smoothly. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about some tips and tricks and tell you about some trends that are out there, but mainly we're really going to talk about what a wedding planner is and is it right for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Casey. Well, hello, Casey. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. I'm so excited. I'm really excited to have you. It's been nice to see you on your journey. I mean, we've known each other for years, but you've been playing different roles throughout your career and you just went off on your own. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've grown a lot over the past 10 years here. (laughs) Well, with that said, can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Sure. So my name's Casey. My company is Casey & Co. Um, So I plan weddings and events. I like to call myself a boutique wedding planner because I like to be able to get into a niche of weddings that they want to create memories for their big day. Um, And I basically serve all New England. I'm based out of Rhode Island, but I can travel all over New England, like Massachusetts or Connecticut, um, but I can also travel over. I love traveling in general. So if there's something that is in a completely different state or country, I'm more than happy to explore all those areas. Yeah, why not, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for those listeners who are doing a destination wedding, take Casey with you. Yes, please. I will pack my suitcase tomorrow. <laughs> so Casey, tell us exactly what a wedding planner is. What I think a wedding planner is, is somebody that is basically your insurance for your wedding day. So it's somebody that's going to be there to put out all the fires that may erupt or may not, but it's somebody that will help you throughout the entire process to make sure you're constantly on track, your vendors are all kept in communication and up to date with everything, so that's stress-free off of your plate, and it's somebody that on the day of the wedding is able to be there emotionally physically and um, support you and your family throughout that day too it's something that you want everybody to be able to be stress-free about and it's something that 
you want to enjoy and look back on and not say, oh, I wish I had somebody there as a set of hands. Because just the other day, I was talking to my mother-in-law who basically asked the same question, you know, what does a wedding planner do if I called you up today? Because back in her day, whenever she got married over 30 years ago, it was the best man and maid of honor that really took the reins and said, I'll do everything for you, whether it's setting something up or running an errand or making sure people are on time with things. But now the evolution of it all is basically that you're going to be able to hire somebody so that everybody at your wedding is a guest too. It's not just, you know, making sure that those people have those responsibilities. Sure, they can have it to a degree, but you want somebody who's on the outside that can help execute everything rather than other people not being able to enjoy the process of seeing you get married that day. You know, it's so funny you brought that up because I'm literally sitting here and thinking to myself, you're right. Your mother-in-law is <laughs> so right because I didn't even, never even thought about that way. Weddings were just not as complex. Right. right. And also too, that was the role of the maid of honor and best man was basically they were kind of your right-hand person. They were doing exactly. everything, but now... You're right. I mean, I know that, you know, yes, they might take a little bit more of a role, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot to ask. Right. Those individuals with how complex. I mean, people are turning in their weddings into weekends now. Exactly. And also with, you know, best man maid of honor, their their main focus when they get asked it is, you know, bachelorette and bachelor parties and making sure those run smoothly. And and, their speeches. (laughs) Exactly. And then making sure their speeches are appropriate and you know time wise too um but it's a lot of pressure on them already so why are you gonna designate them for the rest of the day to make sure that everything else is running seamlessly I love it and I also love how you said that you're basically their insurance policy right yeah because you know we check over the contracts we make sure that when vendors show up them the day they're not going to be wishy-washy of what they're providing a service for you. We're there to say, nope, this is exactly what's in the contract. This is what we're moving forward with. Can you tell us a little bit about what planners do and what they don't do? Sure. So at least for my services, a lot of other planners also do this too, is that we say we attend all vendor meetings, um, but that doesn't mean we're going to all your hair and makeup trials or your dress fittings. Those are a little bit more of like intimacy meetings that you could, you know, bring your mother to and have a luncheon with her, or your maid of honor. Um, we're there basically for those big meetings that will drum up the questions for you to help answer to make sure that your day runs exactly how you want it to be. So basically, we're there not just to be in the reception hall to steam your linens that go on top of your tables all day. Um, We're there to make sure that the flow is running smoothly and make sure that um, every other little detail is taken care of as well. Because at the end of the day, you're really not going to see the linens. You're not going to see those those lines if they're even visible at that point. so yeah, that's pretty much what we do and don't do. <laughs> and also too, I've, you know, basically I've heard there is day of coordination and then like yes. full wedding planning. Can you break it down what the difference is between the both? Sure. So full planning is basically you just got engaged yesterday. You're making a phone call today to say, I have no idea where to start. I have no idea what to do. I'm looking online. There's a lot that's on a to-do list, where do I start versus 
day of is basically just saying I have everything booked I just need to be able to tie this in a pretty ribbon on the day of and say I need someone physically there to make sure it's running smoothly so I would say the biggest difference is just having somebody throughout the entire process for full planning to make sure you're on schedule with your to-do list and being accountable and making sure everything is checked off exactly when it needs to be along with being a support for you. So if you're indecisive about a design option or you're back and forth about a vendor that you're not familiar with and you don't know who would actually be able to mesh with you for your budget or your design aspect of it, we're there to help guide you with that as well. Whereas day of coordination, as I mentioned, it's basically just coming in after everything has been nicely tied in a bow. So making sure that all those vendors you selected and you trust are executing perfectly on your day of as well. I love it. (laughs) You said earlier, I mean, we talked a little bit about what planners do and what they don't do, but how about understanding the scope of the services? So scope of services, I like to list in my contracts just to make sure that myself and my clients are on the same page of what I'm going to be providing for them the day of. So for example, attending vendor meetings, meaning I'll be there for your venue and your music, um, your florist, um, rentals, and all those big vendors. However, attending for you know your dress fitting and hair and makeup, like I had mentioned earlier, those are more intimate things that at the end of the day, you'll be able to decide on those things yourself. It's not like you need the planner with you that day. And also making sure that, you know, we're having a good boundary on office hours, let's say. Because as a wedding planner, I'm checking my emails at midnight, as you probably are, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> um, but you're, you need to set yourself up for an expectation of, you know, I'm available to you, but it won't be 24-7, 365. So... I don't like to put down a specific amount of time that I'm with each package, but it's just that mutual understanding that, you know, you probably work a nine to five too as your own job. So it's just to have to respect for wedding planners as well. So interesting. So maybe the takeaway would be a little bit about if somebody is looking into hiring an event planner, just kind of asking them what they do, and what they don't do a little bit about what they will attend, what they won't attend. Yes. And then also to, you know, the differences between the day planning and the full day yes. planning. And like the full day planning. Right, exactly. Which kind of brings me to my next question, which is a little bit about budget. Because I'm thinking mm-hmm. all of these different things that we just talked about, like what you do versus what you don't do. And then like, you know, the time that you spend with some clients and time that you don't spend with other clients. And the day of versus, you know, full wedding, full event planning what is happening with budget here? Like, what right. are we looking at with this whole thing? I'm sure people are listening to me like, okay, this all sounds great and all, but like, how much is this going to cost me? Right, exactly. And I feel people, um, ever since that movie, like Wedding Planner came out with J-Lo, right? It's, you know, people think that it's this glamorous, um, my hair is done every single day, makeup's done every single day type of job that you just waltz on to the venue and here I am. And it looks like it's so much money. But the reality of it all is that, you know, full planning, yes, it's it's more money than day of because you're putting so much more time and effort and energy into this one event. However, with day of, 
basically you had your budget set. You're kind of toward the end of it to say, I do need somebody on site that day of to help me execute everything moving forward. But my biggest thing is definitely asking up front, what is your budget? Because if I have an inquiry call and we have all these great ideas going back and forth, I want the expectation for my clients to say, what can I afford versus what I can't afford and not have such like a, a downfall when at the end of the conversation, you know, I really want to get married at Rosecliff, let's say, on a Saturday, but my budget's $25,000. So it's just kind of coming into play of just explaining to them what the reality of the situation will end up being, but obviously trying to find the right footing of explaining that to a client as well without feelings getting hurt or anything like that too. So Casey, we talked a little bit about like what day of planning is versus full day planning. We talked a little bit about what planners do and what they don't do and then like the boundaries of how much time you're going to spend with a client versus not. And so all this sounds great, but like what is someone looking at for budget with an event planner? Sure. That's a great question. So basically you want to walk into it knowing what package you're basically looking for first. So if you want full planning, you have to understand the reality of that's obviously going to be more money for you because that's going to be all the decision making from exactly when you get engaged. That's basically the next day for most people. Um, And then day of, it's obviously going to be a little less because you don't come in until eight weeks out from the wedding. So what I base my packages on is the time that I'm going to be spending with the client along with the services that I provide. So for full planning, like I had mentioned, I would attend vendor meetings with you. I create a timeline for you guys. I create um, a design board so we can mesh everything together all in one between all vendors. And then basically just keep in communication with all your vendors, help with transportation, all those nooks and crannies. Whereas day of coordination, you basically have all that tied in a bow already. And then I'm just coming in to be your liaison between yourself and vendors. So the difference is obviously time between myself and the couple and the time I would spend to help you plan the wedding. So packages, I would say going into wanting just day of coordination, I would say you're spending upwards between $1,500 or more. You have to basically plan your budget around. Um, Full planning, I would also say you're probably walking into some wedding planners are on the average of $7,000, I would think, and going up from there as well. It obviously depends on the region. It depends on, you know, the complexity of your wedding as well um, and all those things that tailor into the wedding day too. So, but it's it's definitely a lot of, um, I would say, time that the wedding planner is going to be spending on it is what the whole budget is going to be around for you creating a package for somebody. That makes sense then. So the more, obviously, most event planners they put together a package that's based on how much time they're going to put into it so if you if so if one of the our listeners are right now they're just starting to plan their wedding and they bring on an event planner obviously they like it's gonna be more but you take a lot away from them to exactly have to do so so what are you finding for personalities of like what type of personalities hire an event planner versus not like I mean I'm sure there's a type of type of person that you find that you work with often sure yeah of course so I I see a lot so I can see a type a personality where 
they love a to-do list. They love checking things off. They love being able to plan it essentially, but they just need help along the way as well. And then they don't want that stress the day of the wedding. That's the key word I always hear from every couple I've ever talked to so far is saying, I want someone there to relieve me of the stress of the day of, and I don't want to worry about a single thing is exactly what I get quoted. (laughs) Um, Then there are people that are very um, unorganized, um, a little sporadic, but in a fun way. They're just saying, I really don't know where to start. I, what are my first steps? I need help. Please point me in the right direction of things. And that's when you're asking the questions for them that they wouldn't have thought of in the first place either. And then there are some couples that are kind of a mix of both too. Um, they just don't want, they have a busy life. They probably have a really busy job. You know, we're in an industry where we're not nine to five Monday through Friday. We're very scattered with our scheduling. Um, It's probably nice to have a nine to five job and not have to work every weekend. But at the same time, you know, you're in an industry you love. So um, with people that aren't in this industry and have that nine to five and don't have a flexibility in their schedule, they want someone to take over and be able to check off the lists for them because it's like a second job in a way. Tell me a little bit about like how you would handle different hiccups or like what what do you do to keep that buffer and that stress away from your clients? Sure, of course. So one story I have, um, I had a um, same-sex couple, two women, and they were getting married on site, same location. They would have their reception. And what ended up happening is – We were watching the weather the entire week, but as New England, it's not like you can really predict it a week out. And come leading up to the wedding, three days out, it was looking like it was going to rain. So we said, let's make a rain plan. Let's put something in place just so that there's no stress of the day of to change it last minute. Then all of a sudden, it changed again. It was going to be just a little cloudy. There was no rain in sight. And then just an hour before ceremony, we get on the radar. A flash flood was going to come through. Yes, exactly, Sarah's hand <laughs> <laughs> to her face. So, like, the listeners, just so you know, I know we don't have, like, a, like, a TV on us or recorded, yes. but, like, literally my face was, like, my, like, face, like, hand, palm on forehead. Like, no. I literally, I've been at weddings, Casey, where, like, I am watching the Doppler. Yes. Like, it's like an, like, yes. I'm like, okay, we have 20 minutes. <laughs> right. Have 10 minutes. Exactly. You're just rushing. You're making sure hair and makeup had been done. That's an expensive, you know, part of the budget. You don't want that ruined. You want the dress ruined at all. Grooms could not care about their suits. But at the end of the day, you just want to make sure that it's just obviously an experience that no one's going to be wet during. And so as it was approaching, we just said, we have to make this call inside or outside. But at this point, let's move everything inside. So at that point, it was a lot of frenzy for a quick minute of making sure everything was moved inside. We had um, the bridesmaids across the street ready with umbrellas just in case. Everyone starts walking over. We're clear, we're clear, we're clear. All of a sudden, the bride takes one step outside and torrential downpour. Oh, <laughs> so <geez. laughs> luckily, we had umbrellas. We had the complete shift of the ceremony, but honestly, it was just as beautiful with the with the photography that came through with it. The bride took it in such grace, too. I think just having the personality of, you know what, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You can't change anything. It is what it is. 
but it's just trying to keep that calm presence with the person too. If you're sitting there freaking out, it's going to give them the energy to sit there and freak out too. So you just got to make that snap decision. They're not going to be decisive the day of. It's their wedding day. They have a vision. So you have to come in and say, this is what we're doing. This is how we're executing it. It's off your hands now. All you have to do is just go down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so what we're going to do, Casey, is we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I kind of want to talk a little bit about like the myths but and like bust some myths about what an event planner does versus what an event coordinator does. Because you sure. just talked about that story about, you know, the weather and it was changing and you had to flip the ceremony going from outside inside. Or, sure. So I want to kind of go over like who does that? Like, yes. And, and then I also want to get in a little bit about, I'm sure there's a difference when the complexity of the wedding you mentioned earlier, so, you know, there's different reasons of having an event planner like some weddings a little bit more complex and i'm assuming you might be talking about like private venues yes. versus public yes. venues oh completely uh, different beast <laughs> awesome so we'll take a quick break and we'll come right back sounds good i appreciate you being here and hey if you like what you're hearing i encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com and don't forget you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode and I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. All right, well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friends. So right before the break, Casey, you were telling us a little bit about like a story with you were right on site and a little hiccup that you helped. I want to talk a little bit about that actual story so you talked about flipping the ceremony right yes. but wouldn't an event coordinator do that what is the difference with an event sure. planner and event coordinator sure so great question um i have had so much experience in this industry thankfully and luckily and that story actually came from my event specialist days when i worked at russell moore and catering so i know the good differences and the bad differences between having an actual wedding planner versus uh, event coordinator because I've been in both shoes so far. So basically that story, I was, like I said, the event specialist that day and there was no actual wedding planner on site. So that responsibility fell on me and I took that on because I do have such a passion in this industry that I want to take care of each of my couples. So I like to go the extra mile, whereas you know, you might get a, a coordinator that is just doing their job in a way. You know, they're they're there, they're told exactly what to do. So they're just going to stay within their realm of things. But it's also all hands on deck, too. You know, if you have a great catering staff, they're going to sit there and help you flip the chairs, too. Um, you know, if there's a it's an actual venue, sometimes there is a venue manager on site that can step in and help as well. Um, but it definitely depends, like you said, uh, a venue versus a private home. There's two different things there as well. It's definitely like you said, a wedding planner versus a wedding coordinator. They both can have different responsibilities at the end of the day. Right. And also, too, I would assume the wedding coordinator basically handles everything on site where the yes. event planner like you talked about, goes from the beginning of the day all the way till the end. Exactly. Yes. So the coordinator basically just is on site so they can set up your stuff for you. They can run the ceremony for you and your formalities into your, the reception. But 
who's going to be there if hair and makeup is arriving and they have a flat tire? Who's going to be there to help with those hiccups? Um, or just to make sure you're still on time. The groomsmen are all wrangled and onto their transportation as well. So it's just having that sense of security that from the moment that you wake up leading into getting into your venue, that is going seamlessly because then that reflects the rest of your day. Absolutely. And like you talked about, that one bride walking out, her hair and makeup are already done. Exactly. So who's <laughs> going to go take her and like kind of freshen her up a little right. bit? <laughs> so I, I was wondering, is there a difference that you're finding with a venue versus a private home? Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you find that there's certain places that lend itself needing an event planner over the coordinator? Yes. So private homes obviously it's it's not a venue there's no um, staff on site it's your private residence so at the end of the day you need a team to be assembled to execute every little aspect of your wedding and then with a venue typically they come with a coordinator but like we had mentioned there's different responsibilities that they sometimes have or don't have a lot of coordinators can be on site to help set up and facilitate the rest of your night and pack your items up. Some of them leave, you know, during dinner and they say, I'm done for the night. Security locks up at the end and you can figure out how to box up your items. At a private home, it's a completely different beast where a lot of couples don't think about, all right, I might need a tent. I'm going to need a generator for that tent. Where is the band going to plug in? So it's all those elements that you need to think about for not only the planning process, but for setup as well. So Casey, we talked a little bit about like what a planner does and what a planner doesn't do. The differences with a wedding coordinator and wedding planner. So let's totally switch gears, right? Okay. I want to talk about trends. Yes. So what (laughs) are you seeing right now for trends that you just love? Like something that you saw that you're just like, I love this. I love color. So I love seeing white, but with very colorful flowers and colorful paper elements Um, obviously if your wedding dress has like a pop of color on it, not just plain white, that is so beautiful. I love the aspect of having an escort card table be a a guest interaction space too, whether it's- what do you mean by that? Like a champagne wall so that they can take their champagne with them for their toast. Um, maybe it could be like a little past charcuterie, um- cones they can have their place card in those something that the guests can tangibly touch as well or take as a favor home so it could be like little keychains or something of that nature rather than just a plain old place card that they're just going to put in their pocket and then forget at the end of the day that's awesome so that's some of the stuff that you can help your clients with it's like come up with like unique things that they can have yes. at their wedding yeah stay on trend exactly i have um a bride that's coming up um, in June that her and her fiance love Greece. That's where they're going to go for their honeymoon. And I had mentioned to her, you know, if you wanted to do more color on the table, how about you do the Greece evil eye and have that as a favor and have those being a keychain or a Christmas ornament that guests can take home at the end of the day. And it still adds some color, but it's not an eyesore per se for you. And love she it. loved that idea. So it, it ties into you, you can use something that is personalized for you too. I love it. So you, earlier we were talking a little bit about the venues versus the private homes. 
going back to that question, are, do you find yourself more at private homes or no? Right now, no. I would love to get more into private homes because, like I said, I love the personal touches of things. But I am more so at venues right now because, like we had mentioned, couples are now understanding the differences between a coordinator that is with their venue on site versus a wedding planner. And they're noticing that they need those extra set of hands at the beginning of the day. Or it could just be very well like you just show up on site as the wedding planner and they need that security to know everything is running smoothly because you had been with them from day one. Yeah. And actually, I bet you you also do a lot of timelining and like exactly. So who handles on the wedding? Like, let's say that things are running late, Mm -hmm. like dinner's running late. Or let's say that, you know, like your photographer, videographer is leaving. And Mm -hmm. so who switches things the day of basically, you know, to make sure that we're running on time or have to turn things around or make things the time timelines different? Yeah, so that would be me. So I would basically, it would be a conversation we would have beforehand too of what are your priorities going into your wedding day? Do you want to be able to have more photos together? Do you want to be able to enjoy the food? Do you not care so much about dancing? So when I have those priorities in my head and we have to make those um, pivots or shifts throughout the day, I'm now saying I'm in the best interest of my couple today. So I'm going to shift this how I think they would perceive this as being something that's going to go in their right direction. That's interesting because that kind of goes like hand in hand with working with the coordinator on site. Exactly. So you're the liaison for the couple who will speak to the coordinator to make sure, you know, the kitchen and everything's being executed, but you're making the decisions for your, your couples. Exactly. So it's not that... 12 different vendors are going up to the bride and groom or groom and groom or bride and bride saying, hey, what would you like to do right now? It's me stepping in front to say, this is what we're doing. We're not stressing them out on the day of. They have no more decisions to be made. Right. (laughs) They've made enough. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, Casey. So before we get into our wrap up question, can you give our listeners a little bit more some like tips and tricks that you've had on site and on location that you've given like advice to as a planner to some of your couples to make like their little day a unique one? Sure. So with their ceremony, a lot of couples don't want to be in the limelight. They don't like the spotlight on them. Or especially if they're going to recite vows to one another, those are personal things that you want to say to the love of your life, right? So you might be a little bit um, sweaty. You might, you know, not, you may be flustered to be able to say these words out loud in front of a hundred or more people that you're closest with. So I have suggested that if you really want to say vows to one another, maybe do that during your first look, you know? You want to see each other beforehand. It'll get the stress away from the day. You won't be as flustered standing at the altar. You have a calmness that come over you. And then you have that personal, intimate time with each other too. That it's just between you two. Maybe your photographer's in the background too. But they're so stealth that they're not going to be ever noticed. And it's something that you guys will always remember looking back on the photos saying, oh, I remember I was laughing because you said that line to me in your vow or I cried when you mentioned this too. And it's just something that I feel like is more intimate and can be a part of your story too. 
You mentioned first look. Are you finding that more couples are doing first look or are you thinking that people are staying traditional? I find a lot more couples are doing first looks now because they're understanding the timeline of the day that if they don't get those photos ahead of time too, you're going to eat into your cocktail hour where a lot of couples want to go enjoy. You picked out the food. You want to mingle with your guests and say hi and not have the day fly by. And in my experience, a lot of my couples, or I should say every couple, have said that it hasn't taken away from that moment of walking down the aisle and seeing them again. Because that's a completely different experience, too, versus just seeing each other in your attire for the day. Walking down the aisle is its own separate entity in its memory. I love it. Yeah. I see a lot more first looks now. There is that first hesitant you know, thought of like, I don't want to take away the wow factor like you right. mentioned. Yeah, but I, but but I, at least for me, I see it's a double wow factor. They get that small mm-hmm. intimate moment that you talked about, which a lot right. of, like you, like you said, like you just, a lot of couples read their own vows to each other or letters I've seen, and then they yes. get that wow moment coming down the aisle. Exactly, and you can also, you know, being a bride, if you wanted to have another wow factor going down the aisle, maybe don't put your veil in until you walk down the aisle. So it's a whole different aspect to your attire that day that the groom hadn't seen yet or the bride hadn't seen yet. So you can always add things in for the ceremony too that wouldn't be there for your first look. I love it. So Casey, for our wrap-up question, what are some key points that couples should be asking their event planning companies when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is a perfect event? So I think there should be three main questions you should be asking. So the first thing should be, what are your scope of services, what you do versus what you don't do for the day of, right? Then your next thing should be, what are the differences between your packages, your full planning versus day of, and what is included in each or not included? And the third thing should basically be about what have your experiences shown how you've handled tricky situations throughout your career and throughout the processes of planning weddings. So thank you, Casey, so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to a stress-free wedding planning. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Sure. So again, my name's Casey Stamoli. I own Casey & Co. Weddings and Events. So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook or my website um, or just around Rhode Island in general. (laughs) I love it. And what I'll do for our listeners is I will put Casey's information on our episode show notes, which you can find on my blog, on my podcast page, which is sarahzarella.com backslash podcast. Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you, Sarah. I had so much fun. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, We have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.